Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Brother Bob's back. How's it going? Carl's back. Howdy. Jeff's back. Hey there. Tonight's Bible verse is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8. Carl, would you like to read that? I sure would. Yes, we are fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. Our topic tonight is being present but not perfect. This has been on my heart for a couple weeks now and wasn't in the actual plans of planned episode topics that I do sometimes. And I've gotten confirmations everywhere kind of on this needs to be a topic sooner than later. Right. And I fought it a little bit because I struggle with being present a lot of the times. Um, I noticed it past week, like with our Sunday night Bible study. We were doing judges previously. And since I'm not leading it, I would read the chapter that we were at. And then that was it until our discussion. Right? And then I would join in on the discussion. How I used to do things was I would read it and then dive into it more. Or read it and dive into it and then reread it and dive into it. And so then I got to thinking, like, where am I being present at? And I'm just going through the motions. Because, like, the scripture I sent you guys in the text was Jesus was always present Obviously, and perfect, but he was always present and in the moment. No matter if it was the blind guy in Luke, as he was walking into Jericho, and the disciples were trying to rebuke the blind guy, we'll say, right? And like, no, Jesus has to get through here because he's got an appointment. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And then Jesus is right there, and he's like, what can, how can I help you? I'm paraphrasing. <clears throat> and then we see in John later on, same account, as after he heals the blind man, then uh, I know the little Bible Sunday school theme song, Zachariah, Zachary, who, who was the wee little man, was he, you guys know that one? No. He climbed up a a tree. Zacchaeus? Okay, yes. Because he was the evil tax collector, right? Yes. Okay. So, within yards, we'll say. I don't know. Wasn't there. I'm assuming within the gates of Jericho there, it couldn't have been that long. He stopped him. He stopped Jesus. And Jesus was present And in the moment with him also. So it's like I said before, no matter if you're down and out or up and out, Jesus was present. Mm -hmm. When have I been present, but going through the motions, like when a friend's talking to me and I'm thinking about, oh, it's supposed to have bad weather this coming week. So then what's the if and then's happen there? 
or I'm watching one of my kids play sports and I'm in the stand and I'm going through my phone or taking work calls while they're there and I'm not in the moment with them or I'm with a friend or not even a friend who needs me to listen and I'm already thinking about other things or my wife like Mm -hmm. worst case scenario even worse than that being a Christian and just going through the motions and then checking the boxes yeah and I don't want this to be, and Carl, you and I have talked about it, but like I don't want this to be the down and dreary type episode that we seem to always have that doesn't have a lot of hope because I think there is hope and there's always hope more because we can be present and not perfect all the same. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's important to identify what what we're kind of talking about, what you're kind of talking about is being engaged. Mm-hmm. It's more than just being there, mm-hmm. right? And just taking up a space. Yeah. It's about being engaged with the person in front of you. And I think that comes down to training yourself to, no matter how small the moment seems, because we're so focused on the big things, right? We have a big God that's capable of raining fire down from heaven and doing all these great, grand, big things. I think the danger is we lose sight of the little things. The, the hundreds and, or thousands of little things he does for every big thing that he shows us. Right. right. And we sort of miss the forest for the trees, I guess. Right. And if we just train ourselves to always, you know, no matter how small the moment seems, to train ourselves to look to him and inquire of him, okay, what do you want from me, God, in this moment? Right. What can I do to shine your light in some small way to be engaged in this moment? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's, no, uh, there's nothing downing. No. About that yeah. or, or depressing about that. It's just a matter of kind of training ourselves. And the only way we can really be engaged in the right way is to train ourselves to inquire of him. Mm-hmm. Right. In every small moment. And the thing I think we have to keep in mind is just because it's not a big moment for us, the other party involved, it might be a big moment for them. That's right. Yeah. And it's easy to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at least for Jeff. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> Carl Teal. <laughs> it's definitely Ronnie. Because oh Carl, I know <laughs> you didn't have to agree. <laughs> that is what without saying. <laughs> but we've had this conversation too, as to where I'm quick to say yes to lots of things, but only present in a couple of things. Mm-hmm. To where I need to work on letting some things go, or time manage other things, so when I'm there, I can be present for that short pound of time or long time, whatever it is, instead of always taking on something and something and something. And again, I think that comes down to two things. Sorry. No, you're fine. I think that comes down to two things. Again, inquiring of God to see where he wants you to be present at, because no matter where you're, you're present, you're absent somewhere else. Right. If you're present here, you have to be absent here. There's just no way around that. You know what I mean? No matter what you're absent somewhere. Yeah. Right, I think I think it's inquiring to know where he wants us in that moment, mm-hmm. and also understanding that we don't have to do everything. Yeah. We're, we're a body for a reason, and I think we all have that propensity to think that I've got to do all the things. Yeah, I've got to take care of all the stuff. I've got to do all the things. I've got to do all these things, but you don't. Right, right. right. There, yeah. we're we're a body here, you know, and yeah. and sometimes maybe maybe you're supposed to step back and let somebody else 
take over this thing because maybe even if it's something you started, maybe it's not something he wants you to finish. That's right. right. You know, not just you, but yeah. just anybody in general. Right. Right. I think that's really good. Need to take a step back and reflect at all the tasks at hand mm-hmm. and instead of prioritizing them what Jeff wants, yeah. you know, what really brings glory to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, that's a good call. call. If we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna be there, we need to engage. Right. Because sometimes you're there for a purpose and if you're not engaged, if you're not if you're not checked in or however you wanna yeah. You could do more damage than you could do help. Right. Yeah. I mean, because if you're not there, then how can you help somebody? Especially if you're trying to bring somebody to the Lord. You know, if you're if you're talking to somebody about God and, and you're just checking out all the time or looking at your phone or, you know, doing other things, but having complete eye to eye contact all the time, talking to them. I mean, you're absolutely doing them no good. You know, they're like, well, why? You know, I would be like, well, why? Why would I want to? Try to follow somebody, yeah, like that. Right. Yeah, I think you could summarize that with just having a kingdom mentality. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. And I think for me, the, the most regretful thing, and that might not be a term, but like saying yes to all the things because I want to do all the things, but it's the back burner things that I pushed off. And then had no regrets that they got pushed to the back burner part. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it does. And you know, there's 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 a flip side to that. You know, if you're trying to help somebody, but if you want to get engaged as a Christian, I mean, you've got to go after it. Look look at the lady that was bleeding all them years. What did she she crawled through all them people just to touch the garment? Mm-hmm. Of Jesus, because she knew without a shadow of a doubt, if she'd done that, she'd be healed. Yeah. So that was her engaging in her faith, knowing that Christ could heal her, and all she had to do was just touch His garment. I mean that that is without a shadow of a doubt, unfailing faith right there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I think for you, for what you're talking about too, you know. I don't, if you're anything like me, I don't like to tell people no. I don't like to disappoint people. You know what I mean? Right. I, I really don't like to disappoint people. And sometimes that can lead you to spread yourself a little too, too thin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you, yeah. when you take on too many things, you're decent at everything mm-hmm. and not great at anything. You know what I mean? And it would almost be better to narrow your focus down on a handful of things that you've inquired of God about that you know he's calling you to do to get really good at that well you know what i mean yeah. pour everything you can into that cole always says you find that one thing that you're good at and you do yeah yep. and you know and then and, and there's a lot of truth to that because like i said you you spread yourself so thin that you're going to start lacking in everything you're doing yeah even if it's that one even good thing that one thing yeah. that you was doing good you're still going to lack in it because you're spreading yourself too thin. yeah you don't have as much to pour yeah. into it anymore you gotta i mean sometimes you just gotta say no yeah, I mean, really, you just, you know, and, and God doesn't get disappointed in that. As a matter of fact, sometimes he blesses you for saying no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, that's just the way it is. I mean, even saying no is actually still engaging in what God wants. Right. Doesn't, doesn't God tell us no sometimes? Just get right to say thing. He has I no mean, problem telling me no. Yeah, he doesn't have no problem telling us no when it's not right for us. Right. That's your story. 
So, or when it is right, or even when it is right, <laughs> <laughs> or when we think it's right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, if God says no, then we should say no also. Yeah. Yep. There's things that Jesus did not do just because, and that's the way we should be. We should mo- We should, and we're supposed to model ourselves after Christ, after Jesus. So, I mean, there's things we should say no on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just think. If Jesus himself was not present and engaged at that moment at the well with the Samaritan woman, that he took the long path out of their way to get to in that moment with her, that one-on-one, where it was just him and her, just think how different that it would change everything. Right, yeah. And I'm... I want to point something out. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I want to point something out with that, too. He didn't go down to her village. I think it was Shechem, right? He didn't yeah, go down yeah, to I Shechem right. and start preaching to the crowds. He's the better preacher between her and him. He chose to commission her and mm-hmm. pass that to her. Mm-hmm. He delegated. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. We don't have to do all the things. Jesus didn't even feel like he had to do all the things. Exactly. He passed it on to her. Right. right. He delegated the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you know, that's why he had disciples. He delegated the work to the disciples. Yeah. Because he had the the job he was sent to do. He had that to do. Yeah. So, but you know, just think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying, "Father, take this cup for me." What if he would have disengaged right then? Where would we have been? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, if Jesus would have been like, okay. Sorry, Father, I'm not hanging on that cross for them people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm out. I'm checking out. Yeah, when when that I was researching the subject and thinking about it, I had a flip side that you kind of touched on. You know, thinking about <clears throat> not only did I think about how much I feel as not being present for people um, in situations, but like what a blessing Jesus is present. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you think about when you really need a friend or you're really relying on a friend and they fill you that how that severs that relationship. And isn't it great that he doesn't fail us, that he is present when you need him. I mean, can you imagine Jesus not being present when you need him and it's severing that relationship? Right. Like how blessed are we that he doesn't do that? And that he doesn't sever the relationship when we fail. Right. (laughs) Amen. How awesome is that? Well, that's the thing. I'd already been gone a long time ago. Yeah. Well, never mind. I would have never made it. No, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm yeah. And what's really cool is that he even knows a step further. Like, uh, you know, you might be leaning on him for a situation and, and relying on him to help you through something, but he really knows what you need more than you know what you need. Right. Right. So, I mean, that, it's just awesome. And that's, I really think about that's that. Where the, that's where him saying no comes in. Yeah. Yes, he knows exactly. what we need. And yeah. factoring in our stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like... Or our stubbornness, or insert word here, mm-hmm. whatever. He already knows. Yeah. Like, yep, you're okay. You're going to be okay. Even though you're going to screw up a thousand more times, it's fine. Right. <laughs> you know, God is present all the time, but, you know, sometimes you really think about it, and there's situations that come up that, and situations that you're in that you just, you walk away from knowing that you can feel like he was present in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, and that is super cool. There's multiple little things, you know, that I just kind of scattered everywhere as I was thinking. But one big one for me was visiting Ground Zero in New York City. 
Like it was such a humbling experience that like I just felt his presence there, like giving peace over everything that was mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like the whole busyness, the smell, the chaos, the the nastiness in New York City is gone at Ground Zero. Like when you're there, it's so peaceful and like the, the water is so tranquil, you know, I can't say that word, whatever. Yeah. But like his presence for me was there. There's hands down. It was. And I walked away knowing that, you know, I walked away praying about that. Like what a situation. Yeah. Where it's just like in its own little bubble. Yeah. 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 I mean, his hand was over that. At least, like I said, for me, his hand was over that. That was, uh, I mean, that was a whole lot of evil all in one shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, we so, could have a whole podcast about it. Like we have. Like I said, <laughs> and like I say, when God sees something evil, he'll take it and make it good. Yeah. So that's probably why his presence is so. I was strong there. Yeah, well, it's it so strong. Well, like that was, look how bad September 11th was. But then if you think back on it, Remember how good September twelfth was. Oh, in some when, respects, when we were yeah. all united oh, and yeah. like, Bibles were out. Everybody's like, neighbors are helping neighbors. Like, yeah, it, it and it not even thinking stuff. about it, right? Like yeah. living like we should be living. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's sad that it takes something that tragic though to make us understand that we need to live like. Yeah, it's because we're. This is Ronnie. We're reactive. Uh We're not proactive. How tragic, I mean, you know, that was tragic. But how tragic was it for Christ to hang on that cross for our sins? Amen. That was tragic. So, how come we're still not living like we should be living? Or what about Noah? Noah, yes. Inside the ark. Yeah. While people are beating on the door to get in. Yeah, I'm sure he wanted to open that door, but he couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think people consider Noah enough in that situation. What that must have felt like what was going through his head, the, oh, the yeah. mental anguish. Yeah, yeah. They probably and it's not that he couldn't, like he physically couldn't, because God shut it. Yeah, yeah. like so. Sure. Even if he wanted to, and God took in the factor that his willpower probably wasn't strong enough to say no. Mm-hmm. Right. God shut it. Yeah, yeah and so he, he couldn't. couldn't control that's that. exactly why God shut it because he right. didn't know it would open it back up. Yep. Yeah, I had never thought of that until a sermon that that was mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, the sounds that he had to hear and how like painful that was. Yeah, and it could be aunts and uncles and anything. Yeah, and it and wasn't just that, right? Like the beating on the door. But then also the hours and hours after of the suffering that they're going through mm-hmm. on top of it. Like, I know the ark was big, it right? Was. But I don't, it wasn't big enough, or it wouldn't have been big enough for me to drown out those sounds so I could seclude myself so I wouldn't have to hear it. Oh, think how long, think a month how later, long, he's still thinking about that. I'm sure you be hearing it. Think how city. long them sounds lasted. Because you're talking it rained 40 days and 40 nights. So I'm going to say it took a good week Mm -hmm. for the water to rise enough to absolutely probably kill all the people. Probably. Yeah. So maybe even longer. Maybe even longer. I mean, so he had to listen to them people beat on that ark for that length of time. I mean, that's that's a lot of trauma right there. I mean, for real. You know, and there's a lesson in, in, in grace for people's mistakes 
that they make for trauma you don't see also in Acts. I've seen so many Christians and preachers get real kind of judgy and negative toward Noah about getting drunk after the fact. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Wouldn't you? You know, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? You'd be good stuff to drink. I'm pretty sure Jeff would. Yeah. I think yeah. we need to be more mindful of those things. You know, a, a lot of the, the expressions that we see from people, you know, these these negative behavioral traits, I guess is what I'm talking about. So often, that's an expression of, of trauma and hurt inside that you can't see from right. events that you're not privy to. And we need to be more mindful of that. We yeah. really do. Yeah, absolutely. I know that's not our topic, but. No. Hey, well, it goes right along. It does. Because you got to be present to realize it, though. That's right. You got to be or to understand or it, whatever you want to call it. That's why you're the narrator here, Ronnie. That was expert. <laughs> hey, I get us back on track. <laughs> I put the train back on the trail. <laughs> you got anything else, Jeff? I know you've been no, contemplating on it. I can pick on you if you really, want. Really, in my notes was talking about Noah. As crazy as like, I got awesome. a whole paragraph here, and yeah. I didn't even mention it. So, yeah, but there's no God. You know, no, God no. doesn't exist. No. It's all coincidences. Yeah, it's, it's all a bag of coincidences. We talked about no on the other one too. Yeah, it was all Michael that out of Ronnie's computer, right? The only other thing is, you know, the Abraham, Sarah being parents. You know, God was present in that. Well, He's present in everything, but like He made His presence known in His timing. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing I was going to kind of reflect on a little bit is. You know, back to in his timing, um, that whole patience thing that I'm great at. Yeah, right. Well, Trusting his time. It? Yeah. How long was it before Abraham and Sarah actually had children that God said, "Hey, you're going to have as many children that you can't, you know, as many as the stars or the sand or, you know, right?" And how long was it before you know they absolutely had children? So yeah. I mean, because you know, really. God didn't show up in Abraham's life but once ever so many years. Yeah, we have I mean, brief snapshots of it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so I know it's a different account, but talking about his timing, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the Lazarus account, you know, when he died and and Jesus waited four days before he came and like, you know, if you could just come, you know, earlier. Early. And you know, I, I listened to a sermon on that recently and they said something I really love, that when Jesus is four days late, he's right on time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we got to trust in his timing. It may not seem like it's for the best from our limited perspective in the moment, but it is. Yeah. I promise you. It, it was done at the right time. I mean, it was done at the time he needed it to be done. And for and for the record, Jesus is the only one that could be late. Absolutely. For me. Yeah. Or I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You'll drive yourself. I'll drive myself, and my wife will have to drive herself. <laughs> Being late is not acceptable. <laughs> I don't mind being late. I know. That's why you got to pray on Sunday nights when we <laughs> See, eat. that's my own business because I'm never late. I'm always there when I want to be. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I have employees because I'm always right. late. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to pick on you for a minute, Jeff. What? I got broad shoulders. I've been hitting the gym. I know, but it's also, it goes with the theme. But, like, You've been on my heart lately, okay? And so, as everybody listening knows, that Big Mike's not here on the recording. Right. Right? So, you called me two weeks ago, right? And you were like, hey, I think I'm going to take a break from the podcasting for a little bit. 
And I was like, okay, that's cool. I'll still bug you about it. But you I had know. been taking a break, but yeah. 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 But right. we actually had conversations about it. Yeah. And then, so when Mike's family stuff came about, I didn't want to ask you to record here because you were taking a break and I wasn't going to make you come in. I feel obligated. Feel obligated to come in and unlock or whatever, or even sit down. And then, so we made prior arrangements to record elsewhere. And then, out of nowhere, you offered the spot. Right. And then I was like, that's cool. Because then, maybe you needed to be more present and engaged. And it wasn't me saying, hey, quit being a dummy. Get back into stuff. Right. It was you, or God telling you, yeah. it's time yeah. to get engaged. Yeah, there or was re-engaged, I guess. A, yeah, kind of a slap on the back of the head type thing that, like, you know, that's what... Uh, I get a lot out of the podcast is, like, selfishly, myself, like, some of... The, I have many moments that I reflect on during... The, well, one, almost, almost daily one that came solely from the podcast well you don't have to be selfish so, about like, it that's how the podcast started i was being selfish right so i mean so, like i knew i'd be back to recording sometime i just had some self-reflection i had to do no yeah because i want it to be natural at the same time and i, I want my heart to be in it if i'm going to do it but also friendship's important so like i put two and two together i'm like okay well we can't record at mike's you know ronnie's your boy Ronnie might need a spot. You got to help help out your friend. You know, offer it to him or whatever. Meanwhile, maybe the Lord's telling you you need to record, moron. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I, yeah, it just comes full circle. Yeah, and I, I not that I was picking on you. I was no, just I wanted right. you it's to a good see. Example. I wanted you to see how dots get connected and confirmations right. are more in the background of episodes than people realize. Right. Really, like we we talk about some of them, and I know we talk off air about some of them, but like there's more confirmation, and this is what needs to happen, or episode wise, than what some might think. Or if you're looking at the big picture of oh no, where we're going to record at, then you miss that small thing that happened that put everything else in effect. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and what was really really wild is just Friday before or maybe it was Saturday. Day or two before I was thinking about the podcast and recording again and you know, just having some self reflection. So then it I don't know, it just kind of fell into place. Yeah. And I was like Yeah. Coincidence, go. right? Yeah. Yeah. Right it is. It is, what it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay to be selfish with the podcast somewhat, I think. I mean, we have the right intentions, no doubt about that. You know, no, I was just saying, word. I was just saying, but, like, when it started, I had the selfish reason because I saw myself backtracking. So getting all yeah. us guys together to when we weren't up. supposed to be together right. was helping me. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. the one that made us the bad kids. Mm, well, he, you guys were already the bad kids. I just enhanced it, oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're not completely off the hook on that well, one. And I'm just going to throw it out there since I mentioned it. The one thing that I think about almost daily is that because that, like, 
I struggle with regret a lot, and I'm pretty hard on myself. Um, and I, I always go back. The one thing that always gets my mind back in track is something Bob mentioned. And Bob just mentioned it. I mean, it's scripture. It's in the Bible. It is what it is. But, you know, not forgiving yourself for stuff that you do is a big sin because Jesus died for that sin. So if, if him dying for that sin wasn't enough for you to not be hard on yourself, what's wrong with you? Right. You know, like that is a sin in itself. And I reflect on that almost daily. I think about that. Yeah. And that came from like, the I mean, podcast. Like, had I, and what I'm going to say is maybe I would have listened to it. Maybe I wouldn't have. But had my butt not been in that chair, I wouldn't have heard it. Right. And it, it helps me. Like I said, all the time it helps me. Yeah. And it came from the podcast. With know, him so being who he is and can forgive you. Then so you're saying that you're bigger than him yeah. by not being able to forgive right. yourself, right? Yeah. Who do you think you are? You're really right. that arrogant and prideful? Well, you're just bringing him down to your levels. All you're trying to do, right? Putting him in the yeah, box. You're putting him in the box with you, and he's not there. He's supposed to be outside the box, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that's the strategy the the enemy uses on all of us. He'll he'll yeah. tempt us to get us to sin, and when we succumb to that sin, when we come to our senses and repent of it, he immediately shifts gears. And guilt trips us and tells us, because you succumbed to the temptation I gave you, now you can't be forgiven because you already sinned. Yeah. You know what I mean? He does that to all of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we I just have to, we have to recognize those those strategies he uses and exactly. keep our eyes focused on the last few weeks, I'm, I was always a loner. Always a loner. You're still a loner. I am still a loner. You are. In some aspects, you still I are. Am. Still, uh, but uh, no, he, Satan's been working hard. He's like, oh, do you really need to do this? Do you really need to engage in that? Do you really need to be there? And I get to thinking, I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't need to be in this, or maybe I don't need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I just need to do my own thing again. You know, mm-hmm. but and then I get to thinking, well, no, that's not what Jesus saved me from, because He saved me from that. Right. You know, so that's when you just say, Satan, you got to get behind me. Mm-hmm. And you got to move forward, but I mean it. It's been a it's been a real struggle the last few weeks because I had that mentality that I need to go back to being a loner again, not being engaged in the podcast or small group or the men, anything. The men's movie night. The men's movie night. Because I thought about I thought about not even coming to that. You know, it just uh, somebody else did too. Didn't you? Hmm? Did you think about not coming? <clears throat> a little bit. Mm-hmm. Someone else did. A little bit. Yeah, I don't so like You could have just been like somebody else and not. And not. Yeah, I was going to say someone else did, but <laughs> I mean, you know, if you sit and meditate on that bad stuff like that enough, you're going to fall back into that trap. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. You're going to disengage instead of engage yourself. But also, uh, for both of you who just admitted that you thought about not coming to that event something happened that night Mm -hmm. and you both were there for that Mm -hmm. reason yes i felt very strongly there was a reason you wanted me to go that was the only reason i went i was just gonna stay home like i don't know i feel like there's something something i need to i need to be there for and see and that's that's another thing we'd have missed out on that blessing that he had for us at that moment if we Mm -hmm. hadn't come yeah and I just want to say, if you stop coming to the podcast, I'm out. You're the only reason I'm here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm still going to be here. I just, uh, I, like I said, he just works on me because he knows. He knows, you know, 
He knows everything about us. And he'll work on he'll work on the bad stuff that's in us. And he'll try to get it to rear up all the time. Mm-hmm. So you just I mean it's it's a constant battle against him. It is. A constant battle. So I'm glad you said Bob was the reason why you would go out because if it was Mike, you, you would have been out at episode three, seven, fifteen. I'm gonna nine. invite Mike to be a regular on the other podcast. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listeners will get that, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Long time, yes. Yes. And if not, we'll, we'll enlighten you. <laughs> <laughs> I got that joke. It took me a minute. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget. I don't even know if Michael likes you. That's all right. <laughs> Mike needs to be more present everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? He needs to be present. Mike's got to like him. He's Mike's anger. <laughs> That's you got anything to add about your walk about being present or anything to add anywhere? Honestly, I Carl? think where my mind went, and it kind of has to do with that that thing you talked about at that movie viewing a little bit when when you mentioned the the topic you said present not perfect and it's those two words together that really kind of jumped out in my mind and i think too often we have this attitude that we have to be present and perfect Mm -hmm. but perfect by our definition of perfect Mm -hmm. like the way we define it the way the world defines it the way culture defines it and that was one thing you know the the friend that we talked to Mm -hmm. the other night you know they they wanted to get out their emotions there. Then I'm I don't want to give too much information because I don't want to put anybody right. out. But they they wanted to get their emotions out there so they could be strong for their loved one at home. Mm-hmm. Because that we feel like we strength means not showing weakness. Right it means not showing emotion, and I think that's wrong. I yeah. think it's wrong. And you know I just had a, a loss recently. A friend of mine died. And we just had the funeral a few days ago. It's one of the hardest things I've been through in a while. And one of my favorite verses came back to my mind, and it's the shortest verse in Scripture. It's John eleven thirty five, and it's just, Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. It's all it says. And it's about the Lazarus event mm-hmm. that I mentioned earlier. Lazarus died. And what's so touching to me about that, Jesus is the healer. He's there on the fourth day. He's there to heal him, to resurrect him. He's, right, he, he's there to bring Lazarus back from the dead. He knows what's going to happen. He knows Lazarus is going to live again. And still, when Lazarus' loved ones come, weeping and mourning and broken and sorrowful, he weeps with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he chose to feel their hurt. Yeah. He chose to feel their pain and express that openly with them. Because there's something powerful about that. The world would tell us that was weakness and that was wrong. Jesus tells us that is how we walk alongside each other and love one another. There you mm-hmm. go. That is called love right there. It's exactly what it's That's called. big. I think, I don't know. That, to me, that's what being present yes. is. Right? Yes. Is, is walking alongside one another and feeling each other's pain, feeling each other's hurt. And expressing that. It doesn't have to be some big long sermon. No. It doesn't have to be quoting scripture at them. Sometimes it's just Just be mindful and with compassionate them. for each other. That's it. Right. That's what Jesus done. He yeah. was mindful and he was compassionate over everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite, and it, I, I can't take credit for this, but one of my favorite references to that is that what that shows us is that even when you know the end of the story, it's still okay to cry at the sad parts. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, there's a really powerful, I don't know, there's just something powerful about that little snapshot mm-hmm. in Jesus' ministry. And I think there's something we can learn from that. 
Yeah. That's where my mind went. So. Most definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. really deep. Yeah. You know, my mentality used to be that real men don't cry. Mm-hmm. But that's a bunch of crap. That's what society tells real us. Real men do cry. Yeah. If you're a real man, you will shed tears. Mm-hmm. But you're right. That's what society tells us. And that's what Jesus has taught me since he's saved my life. Yeah. That real men do cry. Real men do have feelings. Real men don't bottle them up and they don't keep them in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, even if you know how the story ends, it reminds me of the Waymaker song. Every time it plays, whether it's on the radio, band at church, TV, like, like when I really hear some of the words of that, like I tear up every time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just so deep for me, that one song. And I don't know why that one song, I mean, it's a good song, but it's not like it's a wow, you know, but for me, that's it. That's what gets you. Yeah. That song gets me every time. And I know it's coming and I'll even, yeah, I'll even (laughs) like be okay. You know, at church they start playing it. And of course I know it's there and I'm like, like you said that he changes you man he oh, transforms you. you you know when i was when i was you know i've talked about this before when i was walking and 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 not a good place you know and had that big heat man mentality you know i was callous and ugly my heart was my heart was not where it should be and since he softened that man i've cried for people even people i don't know more in the past two years than i did the decade before that I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, and I think before my wife has even said, like, do you have emotions? Like, are you emotionless person? And then like, you know, three and a half years ago happened there. Last, last three and a half years. You and it's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I be that person again sometime? You've been an emotional cold roller coaster, ain't you? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. Like, it's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. It's a good crazy. It's a yeah, good crazy. It's a good crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's a good roller coaster ride. Yes. If you don't like roller coasters. Right. Right. Like, it's yeah. a good ride. Um, final thoughts? Pulling the needle off the record? I think I used all my, yeah, all my good I stuff. I don't think though. anybody can trump. No, can we just? Can you just cut that what I good. just said out and make that my final thought? Yeah, I'll edit. Yeah, okay. I thought that I had a pretty good one. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I always have to follow Carl, so like at least take shots at Bro, the barrel. Most of the time, we all got to follow Carl, even if we're even if we're before. <laughs> well, I just want to say anything this week. You no, you should because we like it. No, I don't have anything this week, though. I really don't. No, so you just said it. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You can edit. I forget. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pretend I didn't say that. Yeah, I would say be present. It's the only moment that matters. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Jordan's. That's it. Either that or just uh, engage before you disengage. Yeah. No, that's good too. Mine was actually something that Jeff said earlier. Was like, you being present might not be for you. It might be for somebody else. It's true. Yeah. Very true. No, you want a showstopper? You want to no, throw mean, something? I really have <laughs> you don't have anything. I'm, I'm tapped out, man. <laughs> His showstopper was all right, <laughs> yeah, and he didn't even know it. <laughs> Ready for a nap? <laughs> that was good. Uh, you can find us at our Facebook group. Uh, comment on there. We like to talk to people, and 
if you want to ask questions or go into long form, you can email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. And until next time. Broken Records Ministry, catch you on the flip side.